You're listening to the Sheep Spot Podcast, a show for hand spinners about making yarns we love. Hello there, Sheep Spotters. Welcome to episode 19 of the Sheep Spot Podcast. I'm Sasha from sheepspot.com, where we offer diverse hand-dyed wools and the information and support you need to make them into beautiful yarns. So today, I'm going to tell you all about my trip to Ply Away. And at the end, I'm going to tell you about a new endeavor that I'm planning that's going to start in May that I'm super excited about. But uh, I will come back to that first. Let's talk Ply Away. So before I went to Ply Away, I, I think it would be um, accurate to say that I was a crazy person because I was just worried about everything that could go wrong. Like, was the stuff going to get there? Because I had to ship everything. I was flying to Ply Away because it's like a 16-hour drive from here. Uh, I thought about driving, but no, not a good idea. So I had to fly and I had to ship all of my inventory, which meant that I had to pack it up and I had to take it to UPS and I had to arrange for them to clear it through customs because it was crossing a national border. And even though there's this thing called NAFTA, or at least there was the last time I looked, um, it's actually very complicated to ship commercial goods. So And I had to kind of figure that all out and it made me really anxious. And also I find that as I get older, I become a more and more, no, I don't become a more anxious traveler because I'm actually fine the minute I leave the house. But the preparation to travel makes me, I find it more and more uh, disruptive and upsetting. So... I'm not sure whether that's, well, I know it's not a good thing, but uh, there's not that much I can do about it, apparently. So, so the day before I left, I was, you know, running around because I had to get stuff from the studio and I had to get stuff out of my garage and I had to pack my sidekick up and all sorts of stuff and was just worried about everything. Um, But Wednesday morning came, this was the 28th of March, and I got up super early in the morning because I had a flight at 1230 out of Detroit, which is about two and a half hours from here. So I was on the road by about, I think about 815. And the minute I pull out of the driveway on to go on a trip, I'm completely calm and fine. So I had a nice drive. I listened to podcasts and I went to the airport. I got on the plane and there was an empty seat next to me all the way to Kansas City, which was really fantastic. That hardly ever happens anymore. And so I got to Kansas City, I got my bags, I got to the hotel, and just dropped my stuff off in the room and then went down to the marketplace to see sort of what the setup was and where my booth was and all that stuff. 
And the great thing about vending at Playa Way is that it's at a pretty full service hotel. So I just had all my inventory shipped there and the, the hotel got it and they actually delivered it to my booth in the marketplace. It was like the most luxurious vending experience I've ever had. Because usually, you know, it's there's a lot of schlepping that goes along with setting up a booth and, you know, driving to a place. I, I tr try whenever possible to set up the night before an event, which is what I did um, at Playa Way as well. But, you know, you have to bring all the stuff. And so I, normally, if I'm driving to an event, I have shelving for my booth, and that has to get set up. And then everything has to get unpacked, and it has to be made to look pretty, and the signs have to be made, and all that stuff. And uh, here, I didn't really have to do any of that, because the boxes were just magic. They just magically appeared in my booth. And I had uh, ordered some stuff for my di display since I wasn't going to be able to bring my uh, my wooden shelving with me on the airplane. Um, so I just had some of those wire cubes uh, sent to the hotel from Amazon. They weren't very expensive. They looked fairly good, I thought. And uh, so Wednesday, they were all you know, practically waiting for me in the booth. They arrived very shortly after I did. And so Wednesday afternoon, I spent setting stuff up, putting the wire cubes together, um, unpacking, trying many different arrangements of things, and generally fussing. And by like six o'clock, the booth was set up and I was pretty exhausted from, because I had been up really early that morning. So I went back to my room. I put on my bathing suit. I went for a little swim. Uh, the Westin in Kansas City has an outdoor pool. And even though it was kind of a gray day in the 50s, um, the pool was heated. And so I had a lovely swim and then I hung out in the sauna for a little while and then I had dinner and went to bed and then Thursday it was showtime and I pretty much had everything ready to go. The marketplace opened at noon and there was a lot of excitement at noon. People sort of poured in and the first couple of hours were really, really busy, which was great. Um, and it was busy all day, but the first couple of hours were the busiest. And then, um, you know, I just hung out in my booth and sold stuff and talked to customers, people I had sort of known online for years or who had been... Um, buying fiber for me for years or were in my fiber clubs that I'd never met. And that was super, super fun. And also, uh, I met lots of podcast listeners. I asked people if they listen to podcasts. And so I could tell them about this one. And lots of you said that you 
already listened to the podcast, which was really fun. It was fun to meet you. And so it was Thursday was a really good fun day. And that night I went out to dinner with um, the people who run DM Fibers. They're a whole fiber wholesaler. And they basically bought Louette's fiber wholesaling business uh, from Louette. They decided that they were going to get out of the fiber business. So they sold it to this incredibly sweet couple um, from Cincinnati. And so I got to meet them, went out to dinner with them and some people on their Spinzilla team and Abby Frankamont and... And then uh, Esther Rogers and Stephanie Gosted joined us for dinner, and we all went to a barbecue place, and the barbecue was unbelievable. Um, the food was really good. We went to Jack Stack's Barbecue. So if you're ever in Kansas City, you want to go to Jack Stack's Barbecue. Um, and it was a really lovely evening, and then... I went back to the hotel and called my husband and fell into bed. And then um, Friday, the market didn't start, didn't open until noon again, but I had a morning class that started at nine. So I went off to my wheel mechanics class with Stephanie Gosted and uh, I learned a ton. And that will be the top, the topic of another episode. But I really felt that I understood for the first time ever how the different drive systems work and how they're different from one another, which was pretty amazing because I do not have a brain that is good at things like that at all. Um, But she was able to explain things in a way that I actually feel I have a new grasp on them. So that was really great. And on the way to class, I ran into Maggie Casey and Deb Robeson, and that's always wonderful because I always get to thank Deb for changing my life, which she did. I took a class with her, and it literally changed my life. It led to Sheep Spot. So, um, so I love getting to see Deb. And then we had another slightly less busy, but fairly busy afternoon. And then by the time seven o'clock rolled around, I was uh, quite tired. So I just went back to my room and had some takeout Chinese food and just kind of stared into space for a while. Um, And then Saturday, the market opened at nine, but I was completely convinced that it opened at 10. And so I didn't get there until 9.15. And the place was already filled with people and that was a little disconcerting. But anyway, um, so Saturday was the last day of the marketplace. We were just in there from 10 to three and we had sort of another little flurry of activity um, uh, towards the closing. And then I had dinner with Jillian Moreno and Beth Smith and it was really great to catch up with both of them. When Beth owned the spinning loft in Michigan, I used to go there all the time for classes. And 
would hang out with her and with Jillian. And I have not been doing that so much lately because I, I don't have time to drive to Michigan. So um, that was really, really nice. And then Sunday, oh my goodness, Sunday. So I was, by the time Saturday rolled around, I was, I was pretty much, I'm a big inter- introvert. So just being around that many people for that many days in a row, I was really exhausted and out of it and slightly catatonic. And so, and I was too tired to sleep and too kind of keyed up to sleep. So I didn't get to sleep until late, but I knew I could sleep in on Sunday morning because I had nothing happening on Sunday. I had already packed up the booth on Saturday afternoon. And um, and before I tell you my Sunday morning story, I should just say that Ply Away is incredibly well run. J.C. Boggs Faulkner does an amazing job. J.C.'s husband, Levi, is in charge of wrangling the vendors and making sure that we have everything we need. He also did a fantastic job. And I'm so grateful to both of them. And the hotel was was pretty marvelous, with the exception of the story that I'm about to tell you. So Saturday night, too keyed up and um, tired to sleep. So I get, get to sleep really late. Um, I'm planning on sleeping in and kind of just having a day in which I don't really talk to anybody and just hanging out in my room and catching up on email and doing things like that. And so at 7.30 on Sunday morning, my phone rang, the, the hotel room fa- phone, not my cell phone. And I knew that this was some sort of weird mistake because anyone who actually knows me has my cell phone number and would call me on my cell phone. And so I knew it was the hotel having gotten something wrong. And so I... so. The first time it rang, I just tried to ignore it. And I thought, you know, okay, maybe it's a mistake. Maybe they set up a wake-up call or something by, by accident. And then it rang again. And I was so unhappy to be awake <laughs> at that hour. I was still really tired. And it was really early in the morning. I'm not a morning person. So I very rarely see 7 o'clock in the morning. So... Finally, the phone rings a third time and I figure, okay, I just have to get up and deal with this. So I get out of bed. I walk across the room to the phone. I pick up the phone. I say, hello. And somebody at the front desk, some, I, they identified themselves as being at the front desk. And they said, your ride is here. And I said, um, no, not my ride. I'm not going anywhere this morning. I'm not leaving until tomorrow. And so at that point, she handed the phone to somebody else. And so this other person came on the phone and said, where's Alex? And my given name is Alexandra. Sasha is my nickname. But nobody ever has ever called me Alex. Nevertheless, it was sort of my name. So I was drawn into this conversation. So where's Alex? I say, um, who is this? 
And I'm, you know, I'm not in a good mood because I've been woken up and I've been woken up for somebody else's ride to the airport. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not at the, I, I wasn't the nicest I've ever been. I'm just going to own that. So, <clears throat> so I say, who's this? The person says, where's Alex? Becoming more insistent. I also become more insistent. Who is this? Where is Alex? And at this point, I'm pretty, I'm upset and I'm very confused. And I'm also still kind of asleep. So I say, I use a bad word. I say, who the F is this? And the voice on the other end of the phone says, I'm looking for my man. And I say, well, he's not here. <laughs> so, and then there's some yelling uh, on the other end of the phone. And then there's some yelling for me, which I'll just skip over. And then f finally I say, there's no Alex here. My name is Alexandra but there are no men in my room. I am alone in my room. And at that point, she, I can hear her talking to the front desk person and giving the front desk person the phone. And the front desk person comes back on and says, I'm sorry, there's been a mistake. <laughs> um, there's another guest at the hotel whose name is Alex Torres. And I thought that he was you. And I said, well, he's not me. Um, and at that point, I hung up the phone. And of course, was like so upset and confused and from having this conversation with this crazy person yelling at me about her man that I couldn't get back to sleep for an hour and a half. But I did eventually get back to sleep. So as I later reconstructed this, I think what happened was cranky person on the phone looking for Alex was Alex's girlfriend. And when the front desk person indicated to her that a woman had answered the phone, she, and she thought that the phone was in Alex's room, she thought that Alex was stepping out on her. And um, that's how we ended up on the phone together. It was very strange. But as I say, eventually I did manage to get back to sleep. I slept until about one o'clock and then I got up and it was Easter Sunday. So everything was closed. So I wandered over to the Panera, which was not closed and got a bagel and then went back to my room and answered a ton of email. And then I took myself out to Jack Stacks again to have a little farewell barbecue from Kansas City. And the next morning I got up and I packed and I went to the airport and I came home and I was very glad to sleep in my own bed and see my own little kitty cats and my husband. And I've sort of been, you know, kind of decompressing and catching up and doing all that stuff ever since. I'm going to head over to the studio this afternoon and do some stuff that needs to be done there. But 
I definitely needed a couple of days off after all my adventures, but I highly recommend Ply Away. They have an amazing lineup of teachers. They really had, you know, everyone. Judith McKenzie was there, Maggie Casey, Stephanie Gausted, Beth Smith, Jillian Moreno, uh, Deb Robeson, Esther Rogers, you know, JC, everybody. Um, amazing, amazing spinning teaching happening there. And just a really good um, camaraderie. I mean, when spinners get together, it's, it's really a fun time. And just kind of low-key, pretty relaxed, but um, I think a really great event and well worth well worth going. Um, it's, it's expensive for me to um, sell under those conditions. And I basically my plan for this year was just that I would be happy if I broke even which I which I just about did. Um, but I think in terms of just getting to meet lots of spinners and lots of customers and listeners and and just really getting re-energized about my own spinning and uh, teaching. It was a really, really good experience. And I will definitely go back next year if they will have me. Um, and I will hope to see you there. So that is my ply away report. I hope it has been of some interest. And uh, so now on to my little announcement. So I am extremely excited, really, really excited to announce that Sheepspot is going to start offering some online spinning classes next month. The first one is going to be in May, um, and that's May 2018, if you're listening to this sometime in the future. Um, this is something that I've been thinking about for Oh, more than two years now, and I'm finally ready to take the plunge. Um, it was difficult to wrap my head around all of the options for actually getting material to, to the students. And I knew that I wanted to have some kind of live um, meeting space where we would actually um, get to talk as a group. And it took me a little while to figure out, um, how to do that. So, and because there are a lot of tools right now, every, it seems like everybody and his brother is inventing some, some online learning space, but, um, I finally figured out, um, how to combine, really easily accessible tools so that I can offer um, pre-recorded video demos and lessons, but also live Q&A ses sessions and class meetings where members of the class can talk to each other. And, um, and also I knew that I wanted some kind of private online community for group chats and Originally, I had thought about using Facebook for that, but given the recent revelations about Facebook, 
I have decided not to do that. And so I'm going to be using a Slack channel. Slack is a kind of instant messaging platform that is very versatile and flexible and also really, really simple. It's what I use with my team. And uh, I really, really like it a lot. And they are very concerned about privacy. And I'm quite confident that they will manage to keep everybody's information secure. So so that's how I'm going to do it. And um, I think this is going to be a really, this is the part that I'm the most excited with, about, that it's going to be a really great way to support spinners in ways that go beyond what's possible to do in either a live in-person class, which is kind of a one-off, um, or on a limited interaction platform like Craftsy. I mean, there are, you can get your questions answered on Craftsy, but um, there isn't really that real-time interactive element. And I knew that I wanted that to be part of any of any online spinning teaching that I did. So, um, so this way, class members will actually, um, will have time to do spinning in between the classes. So it's great for kind of building spinning habits in a way that you're supported and you have other spinners to bounce ideas off of and, and tons of support from me. Um, but it also combines a bunch of different learning modalities for people who learn in different ways. So I'm super excited about it. I'm putting it together this month. Uh, it's going to go on sale on the 20th. The first class is going to go on sale on the 28th. And that class is going to be called Bust Your Spinning Rut. Um, and it's going to be an eight-week class on leaving your default yarn behind and stretching yourself as a spinner. Classes uh, will start meeting the first week in May. And Everyone in the class will be encouraged to experiment with new drafting techniques and fiber preparations and fibers. Uh, so each of the three modules, there's one on drafting, one on fiber prep, and one on fibers. Um, and each of those will include a recorded video lesson, live office hours in which you can ask me questions, and then a, a live group class. And the live elements will be available in recorded versions as well, which you can watch and rewatch at your convenience. And you'll get access to the Slack channel for discussions and questions um, and all that stuff. So um, if you, if this idea is intriguing to you, this whole online spinning learning thing, um, if you're interested in it, please head over to sheepspot.com slash online classes to get on the mailing list for more information about this first class, the Bust Your Ruts class, and other classes that I'm going to be offering in the future. So that's sheepspot.com slash online classes. And um, there will be more about, about all this in the newsletter this month, but uh, if you haven't signed up for the newsletter and you're not interested in getting the newsletter on a, on a regular basis, 
you can just sign up at that URL, sheepspot.com slash online classes, and you'll just get the information about the online classes, obviously. So um, that is it for me this week. Thank you so much for listening. And I can't wait to see you next week. We are going to talk about stretching yourself creatively. And I'm really looking forward to it. Okay, thanks a lot. Bye bye. (music) 